Welcome to WrestleWolf. This is AEW and Impact Weekly. Uh, I'm Dr. Damien Gibson and joining me as always is the man who only deals in kayfabe and nothing else and has a hard out in 45 minutes. It's Matthew Kayfabe. <laughs> I'm uh, excited to have been mentioned on Dynamite this week. What? Yeah. You were? Yeah. The kayfabe family was anyway. <laughs> when? Dos times. That's twice for uh, you people who don't speak fluent Spanish like me. <laughs> um, yeah, it was amazing. When? Uh, during when? the, wedding, Come the on. wedding segment. The kayfabe family were mentioned. It, was a, it didn't make sense to me, but anyway. Well, that's how important we are here at, at WrestleWolf. I, I, I'm in two minds how to go about recording this episode because... I mean, usually, uh, if you're a new listener, welcome. Um, but usually we'll just go through the card of Impact real quick or, you know, anything that stands out of Impact and then we go through the card of Dynamite and we just chat about it. But the ending of Dynamite this big, uh, this week is so big and such a huge moment. There's a part of me that almost wants to just talk about that. But I don't know... Should we just quickly go through everything else and then we can spend the majority of the podcast talking about... Are we talking about the, the fact that you want to talk about the Dr. Luther Serpentico match? Is that... Do you want to just talk about that? I don't mind. It's up to you. I think we should run through other things, but obviously we're going to be focused on, on Dr. Luther and Serpentico as they pronounce it, but it's Serpentico. It's too hard to say it the second way. It has to be... I, I, it's just like... Cognitively, I can only say Serpentico now. Milady, it's Serpentico, the gentle, <laughs> gentle Serpentico. <laughs> it's from a Jane Austen novel. <laughs> she was very excited to meet Serpentico. <laughs> well, Doctor Luther looks like he's he's from a Jack Kerouac novel or something. So that's not that's not fair. He does he does look a bit Mary Pranksterish though. Look on impact. The only thing I really noticed is that uh, Moose is definitely getting a push. Like, we'll definitely get a championship match soon. Uh, there was the Tony and um, the two Tonys uh, doing their usual weekly promo, which they said that they won't do for a couple of weeks. Good good for you, Moose. Uh, there really wasn't. I actually watched Impact. I had a mate over and he was like, is there any shit wrestling to watch? And I was like, I've got just the thing. And uh, put this week of Impact on and... Um, his review was like, "This is pretty poor, man." Really? So is that just because it's uh, it it looks really bad? Like it looks like it could be filmed by us. Yeah, I think so. It was like um, uh, Crazy Steve. He was like, "What is this?" And it's Rosemary. Not his name. It's he Crazy like, oh. Steve. Well, we nicknamed him Crazy Steve uh, on the night. So, <laughs> uh, like Crazy Frog. Uh, so uh, that that and like um, when the two when the uh, XX Large guys came out, Lucas is like, oh my yeah, I god, don't, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like no, it, just in the sense but of in like a real because uh, like I was weight. If there's no weight classifications, the morbidly obese are the like most likely to win yeah no i agree um i I think it was it's just it it takes a while 
I suppose if you've only been watching WWE <laughs> and then you all of a sudden watch Impact, like the production values are so low. He he teased um who's the chubby guy who's like the manager? <laughs> I don't know. I didn't watch uh, <laughs> like the manager of Impact. He's like the general manager oh. or whatever that everyone yeah, runs off to. Anyway, like there was a scene in his office, uh, and Lucas was just like <laughs> No one works in this office. This is not, you know what I mean? I was like, yeah, but dude, like, I mean, in WWE, when you go back, so, like, when they go to Vince's office, there's, like, one poster and a chair. Like, you know, like, I don't know. It just didn't, didn't resonate with him. He was, yeah, just thought it looked a bit cheap and stuff. But anyway, uh, I still love Impact. I just thought this episode, nothing really happened. There wasn't anything that really moved forward there's matt cordona and um uh, uh brian mannix or whatever his name is they're having their little feud that's kicked off moose has been pushed there isn't really much to talk about with impact yeah fair enough let's 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 move into something um, more fun then uh yeah so we started off with jericho and mjf winning the tag team battle royal uh with the judas effect um there's a crap line from hell here uh when uh, Excalibur said, um, oh, the silly string's been blocked when Private Party were trying to do the silly string. And JR said, did you hear that, kids? The silly, sh- the silly string's been blocked. I'm going to be honest. I did not have a problem with uh, with JR this week. Yeah, I did. <laughs> but uh, he's just... He's just- it's just that thing of like, you know, like football clubs or basketball teams or whatever, like, especially recently have like a no dickhead policy, like in the sense of like, if you don't want to be here, then go somewhere yeah, else. Yeah, that's why they've got Colling- the Collingwood uh, AFL football club have Jordan Degoe on their list. <laughs> no dickheads. <laughs> well, I wasn't talking. I don't think Collingwood's really a club that we should be pointing to at the moment as far as their organisational <laughs> processes are concerned. <laughs> I know, like, one thing about AFL football. <laughs> yeah, well, anyway, call it, yeah. That, that's a... Let's not talk about that on the podcast. It'll upset people. Um, uh, I didn't... This match was fine. I mean, there wasn't anything bad about it. But I just find the way that AEW does Battle Royals is a bit... Um, it, I, can, I can understand how the Royal Rumble came about. Because a battle royal, when everyone starts in the ring at the same time, you can't... You don't... Where are you meant to look? It would have been cool if they had have staggered the entries, but um, I, st- I still enjoyed it. I Like, I agree with you, like, it's too much visually, but they got heaps of people out real quick and it was enjoyable. Like, I thought... I, I, I watched it and I was like, oh, I enjoyed that more than I usually enjoy a battle royal. Yeah, I think I was already in a bad mood and then Jim Ross, like, within three minutes said something that annoyed me and I checked out for this match. So, this is probably on me. Um, the, uh, well, Jim, Jim Ross, Ross, I think the reason why he won me over this week <laughs> is that he really likes John Silver. He likes John Silver like I like John Silver. Yeah, but that's my whole point, is that unless he likes the wrestler, he doesn't do anything. He spends all his time... Either putting down Excalibur, Paul Excalibur, who has to do all the work, by the way. Like, the other two just sit around and, like, make little pots. Tony occasionally decides to do some work. Like, if you were, if you worked on a work site with these two, you put it this way, you wouldn't want to be in a trench with Tony and JR at the moment. 
I I wouldn't want to be digging. Uh, oh, I thought you meant you know at a work site. No, I meant it in a bogan <laughs> Australian way. <laughs> yes, I would not want to be in a World War One trench with two sixty-year-old men for multiple reasons. Uh, particularly because no, I'd be like, two. ah, There'd be- a hundred. How did we get a hundred years backwards? Why am I at <laughs> war with these elderly men? They don't pull their weight. That's what I'm saying. That's my anyway. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Jericho and um, I thought it was interesting that they finally pulled the trigger with Sammy Guevara being openly hostile towards Chris. Yes, I agree. Um, it probably was the like it needed to happen really soon. And this was the right time to do it. So um, even though I was, you know, having a little bit of a sook, um, I thought that was good. Like I thought the overall booking of the match was really good. Yes, I agree. I, I was, yeah, I was a little bit like, why on FTR in here? But then we found out later that what was going on with them. So that was, yeah, that was well done as well. Uh, we got a Sting and Derby versus uh, Team Matt promo. Um, I kind of, I'm almost to the point where I don't want to hear anything from either of these guys until the match happens. But what did you think? Um, I. Enjoy- I thought this promo was really, really good and effective. Like, I don't really care very much about Sting on, on the mic. Like, it's not really the Sting I want to see, but that's because I just want to see 1998 Sting, like, being like, hey, I saw him. He's in rafters. <laughs> um, rather than him being a full and wholesome wrestling character. Um, and that's fine. I'm happy with him being a wrestling character. And I think Taz is, is so good on the mic that, like, everything he says is awesome. And uh, Ricky Stark's also great. Yeah. Um, can I ask you this? Do you think... Um, and I know I'm being kind of old school here, but uh, my thing is with Team Taz that Taz should cut all the promos because he's the manager. And I know Ricky Starks is really good on the mic, but I feel like it just extends the promos longer than they need to be. Because essentially you're making the same point twice, the same pop plot point twice. Well, I think, like, I, 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 I just, I wouldn't want to. I would want Ricky Starks to leave, uh, to leave Team Taz if he wasn't making. Like, I think, like, he made the Taz made the like. All of these guys are really tough, and we're from the streets, and blah 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 blah. And then Ricky Starks doing the like sting. I don't. I don't see. The, I don't see the icon no more. I, I see an old man. Like, and then Sting replying. You know, you say you don't look into my eyes and you don't see the icon anymore. Maybe you need to take a closer look. Like that's a sick line, mm. and like it couldn't have been done without Ricky Starks. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just. I don't know. I just at the moment when I see Team Taz and like both of them cut the promo together, it just sort of feels like. It should be one or the other. It's a very small criticism. Like I don't, I'm not. I don't watch it and go. No, oh, this is terrible. It's just like, no, oh. maybe you should fuck yourself because the podcast's over. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get to something really good. Uh, Britt Baker gets. Well, actually, it's not really good because Britt Baker gets a win by slamming Thunder Rose's head into an exposed turnbuckle and then uh, doing the. Um, oh God, the mandible claw. What does she call her mandible claw? The lockjaw is what she calls lock it. Lockjaw, that's um, it. 
I thought this was an awesome match. Yeah, it was. I'm only I'm only like kayfabe being upset because <laughs> Thunder Rosa lost and Britt Baker's your lady and Thunder Rosa's my lady. <laughs> oh, let's not be the incels of professional wrestling podcasts. No, I don't mean it like that. <laughs> I mean, it's like my man. Like, he's my man. She's, you know, like like that. My guy. Yeah. Uh, sh- sure, sure, sure. Uh, the uh, Thunder Rose is such a great. Um, so, sorry, um, Thunder Rose is such a great, uh, great worker and so charismatic. Mm. And having a heel like Britt Baker, like it's just such a good feud. It's so yeah. enjoyable, and the match was great. And you know, I can't wait to hopefully you know see where they go next. Britt Baker. Um... Yeah, Britt Baker's amazing. I I have a a, a statement here, and I'd like mm. to think I'd like to I'd really like to hear what you think of it. I I genuinely think, and this isn't being like you know a one eyed AEW supporter or anything. I think AEW's women's division at the moment is the best in the world. I think it's better than WWE's, and here, here's my reasons. I think mm. it's better than WWE's because WWE's is essentially for women who just compete against each other and occasionally Oscar and Bianca Belair. Mm. Um, and even then, they don't give those girls I mean, enough, Bianca Belair just won the Royal Rumble. Just, like, two days ago. So, but still, that's five girls. I think at the moment, AEW is telling- They could do more. There could be more women on the show and more female matches. But I think- when they have their top end talent have matches, they have the best matches in the world. Better than Impact, better than WWE. Um, I don't a hundred percent agree, but in six months, I can see how they could get to that point. Like, I think they don't have talent at the caliber of like Sasha Banks is potentially the best female wrestler in the world at the moment and maybe one of the best wrestlers in the world at the moment. Bailey's on an incredible level. Charlotte Flair's a monster. Rhea Ripley is just like fucking phenomenal. Yeah, but Rhea Ripley's uh, in Tony NXT, Storm's great. baby. Yeah, it's still WWE. Tony Storm's in NXT UK, baby. No, Tony Storm's now in um NXT. Uh Yeah. But look, they can say what they want. NXT isn't the main roster. Asuka. I'm talking well, about their main roster. I mean, it's the one that competes against AEW, so I'm just not sure. Just because they uh, send Edge down there for a segment doesn't mean it's legitimate. It's still their developmental league. Well, I'm talking I mean, about their main. I'm talking Raw and SmackDown as WWE and Impact as Impact. No, I think you've uh, you've got to include NXT. I don't think it's fair to no, not. I refuse to. Well, they had Rhea Ripley was in the Royal Rumble. Like, you know, she's going to move on to the main roster pretty fucking soon. To lose to Charlotte. Um, Shayna Baszler is good. Like, there's just, there's so much talent there. And AEW hasn't got the storytelling down yet. Yeah, but Shayna Baszler is, yeah, but that's all part of it, right? Like, you know, they could have brought, well, my point is AEW could have brought in Thunder Rosa and just used her as like a jobber. But they haven't. They've allowed her to be like the top talent that she is. Shayna Baszler is a killing machine. And they've turned her into almost this, like, kind of, like, joke. She's in this kind of, like, joke tag team with Nia Jax. Well, not everyone can have an A storyline all the time, but I do agree about Shayna. But I, what I'm trying to say is I think that AEW's not 
completely there with their women's stories yet and they sort of this is was the first time that that like they haven't had a that they they've had a longer than sort of 6 minute match it it really does just seem random women have 6 minute matches on AEW um and they are getting better but like this was the first time they've you know sort of featured it a little in in a bit more of a serious way since Big Swole Britt Baker I think Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa are uh, the two best female wrestlers going around. I would agree with that. And I look, I look like the um, the women's tournament sounds sick. Like yeah. tournaments are great, and like having half of it being done in Japan, that's awesome. Didn't it? Come, it came across a bit like a, a '80s Jean-Claude Van Damme like kickboxer tournament film. Yes. Which I was like, I'm all in on that. That's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be so cool. Like, there's so many good wrestlers. Like, there's so many good storylines to tell, mm. uh, you know, stories to tell. Like, hopefully, you know, the end of the the English one, the English one, the American one, uh, <laughs> the, 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 the Western bracket mm-hmm. uh, and the Rising Sun bracket, hopefully the end of the Westing, Western bracket is Baker Thunder Rosa again. And, uh, yeah. you know, I, I have no view on what the end of the Rising Sun. Uh, it's a good opportunity for us to, and I mean, obviously we'll talk more about Japan in a second, but it's a good opportunity for, um, you know, like I'm pretty naive when it comes to Japanese wrestling full stop, especially with the men's, but with female wrestlers, I don't, unless they've wrestled in America, I don't know them. So mm. it'll be, I think it'd be a good opportunity to get to know more women wrestlers. I think we can all do that as fans, you know, like try and make more of an effort to find out more about uh, underrepresented wrestlers. And I think this is a good, I think this is what you and I have been begging AEW to do for six months and they're doing it. So you've got to give credit where it's due, right? Like when, yeah, when that, uh, you know, it's not just us, it's everyone in wrestling Twitter, but Mm. you know, um, I also just wanted to point out like how ace the girls, um, ring gear was uh mm. the maroon and gold snakeskin of brit and and the weiss almost supergirl like original supergirl costume uh for thunder rosa was fantastic it just felt like a big match and i i want more of these of these women wrestling each other yeah uh the only thing that i was um wondering about is is like where's where's Big Swell? Is she injured? She's not in the tournament. <laughs> Don't know. I'm not sure. Like the last, what the last? When was the last time we saw Big Swell? I don't know. It's been a while ago. Ages ago. Like it just, I don't know. She was maybe so they're cool. holding off on her for a big return. You know, like a. Mm. A big return if Britt Baker ends up becoming champion and then Swole returns to challenge her. You know, mm. I could see that happening. So, they hold off on bringing her back for that pop, but... Yeah. Uh, Hangman and Matt Hardy have a promo showing why Hangman Page is wrestling with Matt Hardy, which is essentially that both of them were upset that um, uh, whatever they're called... Uh, Luther and Sir Pentico had ruined Negative One's birthday party. Um, they had a match. They won. Uh, Matt Hardy is obviously doing... He's trying to be dodgy and play games to get Hangman Page into onto his books. 
Um, eh, I don't know. What do you think of this? <laughs> I don't. I don't want to really want to. I have nothing to say. I've said everything already that I want to say about this story in this match. Yeah, I know we we have the discussion about Hangman Page being in the the mid card at the moment, but I think this is almost worse than the Dark Order stuff. Ooh, this this is definitely worse, and this is no longer the mid card. Like it just sort of, um, yeah, just uh, I, I don't know. I just feel like you you've got Hangman Page. You've got like the he could be the Steve Austin of twenty of the twenty twenties, and you've got him. I mean, unless you unless you're getting to do stuff with Matt Hardy to learn stuff, you know. I mean, that does happen. So if mm. this angle is for Matt Hardy to teach him how to do things, then fine. But anyway, uh, there's the uh, inner circle promo where um, MJF and Jericho come back to the locker room to celebrate their win, and the rest of the inner circle aren't very happy about it. Uh, it ends with uh, Sammy Guevara having a bit of a tanty, walking out of the locker room. Jericho runs after him. And then MJF says to the rest of the inner circle, we need to have a little chat uh, and closes the door or gets Wardlow to close the door. Yep. Pretty cool. I was into yep. this. MJF is such a slimy bastard. So evil. <laughs> so, so evil. So MJF. Uh <laughs> Kip and Penny's wedding. <laughs> Holy fuck. <laughs> this is everything I expected it to be. <laughs> this is everything you wanted. It was just a legitimate marriage and uh, a little bit of a little bit of uh silliness right at the end. Yeah, man, you got to get you you know, you got to get your gaga in there. I I liked I liked Rusev referen- referencing the Lana and Rusev wedding. I thought that was fun. Hmm. Is that the is the minister someone? Are we meant to know who yeah, that is? Yeah, that's that's uh, the sinister minister James Mitchell, my friend. Ah, oh. I don't know who that is. Well, as we do our ECW uh, show, you will discover oh, who he is. Okay, <laughs> all right. Well, um, cool. He's like a he's on TNA as well at the moment. Oh, Im- sorry, he's impact. on Impact at uh, the moment. Right. Uh, you're going to catch him on. He's He's in WCW. He's in ECW. He was briefly in. No, maybe he wasn't in WWE. I don't know. I think he was on. He was on one night. One night stand. Right. But I don't think he was really on WWE. Right. Uh, this was all fun. Um, yeah, Orange Cassidy coming out of the wedding cake in the end uh, was lame, but that's that's a wrestling wedding. Um, I thought like the chaining Rusev to the turnbuckle and and beating up kip sabian on his wedding day and stuff like all of this was fine the thing that the thing that i was like by the end of it i was like oh no this feud's still going <laughs> oh no <laughs> i thought this would be the end of it but it's just another part of it yeah um if they look if they are going to keep doing this feud they need it needs to switch to rusev and orange cassidy right for it to be of any interest yeah, yeah, to anyone. Yeah. It can't... Chucky e. T and Kip need to take a back seat and it needs to be the two main boys going I at each other. I was just sure that the way this was going to end was that, like, Chuck would have photos of, like, of, of Miro having sex with Penelope Ford or, like, canoodling with Penelope Ford or whatever. Like, I just... Right. I, 
just don't know why I keep saving you and your old friends. Yeah, it just doesn't make any sense. Um, anyway, next up we had the Murder Hawk versus uh, uh, Eddie Kingston. Um, Murder Hawk getting the win here, getting the push over Eddie Kingston. Tell you what, I did not care about at all. What? This match. Oh, really? Nah, I thought this match sucked. And uh, also, uh, you've got Jake Roberts on this episode and you don't do a gag about him. Like, surely they open one of the presents and there's a snake inside and it's like, oh, Jake. <laughs> like, that's you've got Jake Roberts and you're having a wedding. <laughs> I thought this was a really good wrestling match. I did not enjoy this at all. I like how, like, the... Uh, I liked uh, the uh, Jack. I, I like Eddie Kingston's ring gear. I like that he looks a bit like a like a bit like a street soldier. The like big jack boots tucked into the pants. Like he just mm. he looks real threatening. Oh, I thought this was good. I, I like Jake the Snake knocking out Angelic- uh, Angelico. Um, uh, the heels doing heel stuff. The, look, the the bad, the, the good guys in the lumberjack helping Murderhook get the wins probably not the best booking. Like you want, you want the Murderhook to win over. You want Lance Archer to win over all of those odds, right? That's the point in having them. Mm. But anyway, I don't know. I thought it was good. I like the fact that actually something happened that it wasn't like a screwy finish or anything. Yeah. I want to um, see some more Butcher and Blade. Yeah, it's been a while since they've been doing something. But I mean, there's so many tag teams at the moment; like, mm. there isn't probably room for them. But um, FTR promo, FTR have kidnapped Marco Stunt. Yeah, this was sick. I was way into this. <laughs> also, it got a little bit Deliverance at the end as Tully uh, leans over. Marco stunt and Marco stunt starts to like, and then I'm like, oh no, what's gonna happen now? Those cameras are off. No, I'm into it. It's real. There was real. It felt real. Tully sold it. FTR sold it. They're men at the end of their rope. Uh, I hope they murder Marco stunt. <laughs> well, you love a you love a wrestling wedding. I adore a wrestling kidnapping. <laughs> yeah, I like wrestling kidnappings as well. It should happen more often. They're bad guys. Bad guys do bad things. Yeah. What's the worst thing that FTR can do? Well, fucking kidnap Marco Stunt. He looks like a child. Well, like, actually, the worst thing that FTR could do is probably, like, plan and execute a serious act of domestic terrorism. Yeah, I don't think they're... You don't I don't think, think they're, they're gonna, Trump supporters. No, they're not going to do that. <laughs> they they seem like Trump supporters. What, uh, the FTR mm. walking around in their undies and driving big trucks. That's real Trump supporters. Drinking beer all the time. <laughs> not all people that drive trunks, trucks vote for Donald Trump. Well, that's true. Chris Jericho drives probably a Lexus and he votes for Donald Trump. So, Oh, he's Canadian. Anyway. Jericho isn't driving anywhere with the amount of vodka he drinks. Uh, anyway, I really like this promo. Uh, hot on the heels of that, we got a Joey Janela promo. Joey's back, and he's having a match with Darby Allen for the TNT Championship, which he will not win. But um, it was good to see that Joey's back and, and getting, you know, a title shot, even if it's the baby title. Yeah, it's cool. 
It'll be good. I think Darby Allen and Joey Janela will beat the absolute living shit out of each other, and that will be an enjoyable match to watch. Yeah. Agreed. All right. Now, Matthew, for three weeks, I've been saying, I'm pretty sure Kent is going to show up on AEW, mm. and no one paid any attention to me whatsoever. You did, but no one else did. No one liked any of my tweets. No one paid any attention whatsoever. And once again, the Nostradamus of wrestling predicts what's going to happen. I mean, it took me a few weeks to get it right. But eventually, we get Kenta from New Japan Wrestling, Pro Wrestling even, showing up on an episode of AEW Dynamite. There is a working relationship between New Japan, AEW, and Impact, and NWA, if anyone cares anymore. Uh, This is fucking huge. It's pretty big. I think you should, like, uh, and you need a little, like, you need to steal a little catchphrase, and I'm thinking maybe you should end your, like, predictions with, like, and I could be wrong, but I doubt it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say this isn't a prediction, this is a spoiler. No, I don't. Uh, fuck Paul Heyman. Um, <laughs> uh, let's quickly go through the match the Good Brothers and Kenny Omega get the win with the Magic Killer on Ray Phoenix. Um, this this was a great match, really enjoyable to watch. Can I just... I just want to say one thing overall with AEW, mm. and then we'll get into how good everything was, but I just have like a tiny, small... Not even criticism, just point something out. Mm. With tag matches, right, there's a lot of like... In this match, there was a lot of like... You know the the unleg like the non legal man being in the ring, and that's something that happens a lot, and it's something that like you know old dudes like Jim Cornette criticize AW about all the time. But Jim Cornette is fucking biased because of a whole bunch of different reasons. But having said that, it seems like there is a, a sort of attitude of like it's really hard to tell the stories we want to tell if we follow the rules of tag team wrestling. I would just sort of like point out that you can use those rules as a part of the storyline. You just have to be a bit more imaginative of how like a particular wrestler gets back to tag mm. that wrestler. And you've like set it up that you can have, I think it's 10 seconds in AEW rather than five or it's 20 rather than 10, whatever, whatever WWE have, it's double in AEW. So you've got more time to, um, have extra men in the ring it just at times when there's like six men in a six-man tag match just doing whatever the fuck they want coming in and out of the ring there's just times there were times last time when i was watching that was just like uh, this looks a bit it looks a bit indie to me you know what i mean mm. where there's like it's like oh well john moxley has to be here right now because we're gonna do this spot over here yeah and i would just be like well don't do that spot like do that spot somewhere where it makes sense it's still going to look like a wrestling match. Right? Like I know, I know everyone's going. Well, fuck's sake, Damien! This is the greatest main event in Dynamite history. But I just, I was just like, and, and it was great. It was awesome. I loved it. I loved every second of it. I'm on Team AW. It's not. I'm not. You know. I just. If you try, my whole thing is if you're trying to get new eyeballs on things, and I do this all the time because I force the people I love to watch wrestling with me, and a lot of the time they watch it, and I think they kind of. These are the small little nuances that maybe people don't pick up on and they can't tell you that's why they don't like it. But I think a lot of the time 
that's why people might walk away from this kind of wrestling. Am I being am I being harsh? Am I being uh, a dick? <laughs> uh, <laughs> in your own words, fuck off, Damien. This is the best main event in AEW in Dynamite history. <laughs> yes, you are. <laughs> Who fucking cares? I know it's super finicky. I uh, just yeah. Anyway, it's probably something that we can talk about at another time when it's probably more pronounced. But anyway, this was great. Um, what what do you think of all of this? Switchblade could show up on uh, Dynamite. That's what I think. Jay White, Switchblade Jay White uh, yes. from New Japan, for anyone who doesn't watch Japanese wrestling, who cut one of the better promos um, uh, ever uh, during the week. Because there was the, the in storyline, because there was all these, we spoke about it, there were all these rumors that he was leaving New Japan. Uh, and then he, there was a, a, a show last weekend, and Jay White just appeared out of nowhere because it was kind of. Anyway, he cut this promo about how he actually was on the way to leaving and then decided to come back at the last minute to New Japan and stuff. So, um, go and watch it. It's on his Instagram. Um, yeah, I, I'm- The real Bullet Club are here. Like- Yeah. Yeah, well, Kenta is part of Bullet Club, um, as you can tell by his uh, shirt, which I almost immediately bought. We're such marks, man. Like, I- <laughs> I like went on to pro wrestling tees and was like, no, I don't need, I don't need another wrestling shirt, but go to sleep clubs. Pretty, pretty rad. The, uh, I mean, Kenta is, is now, uh, next week, Kenny Omega is tagging with Kenta. Yeah. Like the, the, the bullet club are back together. Like this, this isn't, this is no longer like the pretend bullet club. The Bullet Club are back together. Well, Jay White in that promo was saying that like he's the leader of the real Bullet Club, not not mm. a um not a play like not a not a play thing Bullet Club, not a bunch of old men trying to reminisce uh, about the old days. So I think here's my new prediction. I think we're going to end up having a Bullet Club versus Bullet Club match. Between AEW and Impact versus New Japan. That would be amazing. I hope that happens. Holy fuck. I mean, I can't... I I, I don't think I can put into words how big this actually is for New Japan to be working with AEW and Impact. Like, it's all... It's the... They're the Rebel Alliance. It's the... This is fucking... You know, like, the, <laughs> for all of these promotions to be working together, whoever has organised this, whether it's Don Callis or Tony Khan or, like, who, whoever is, like, dri- or the, you know, the Young Bucks and Cody and Kenny or whatever, whoever is driving all these organisations to work together, not only is it super exciting for us as fans to the point where it's like, what is going to happen next? Mm. It's smart business because now everyone who's into any of these shows has to watch the other two yeah. or at least pay attention to them. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, it's going to be fascinating. Like, it's an actual, you know, actual uh, invasion. It's, yeah, it, it's... Or it's the NWA reborn. NWO. 
NWA uh, when they, you know, would have different territories. Oh, right, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is. It's exactly that, but on a global scale. And then, like, that's huge. I mean, I know I know NWA had Japanese wrestlers or something, but anyway, like, if you're, if you're, <laughs> does this pose any threat to WWE? No. You don't think so? No. I think it I think it can. I really think it can. I think there might be room in the world for DOS wrestling companies. Once again, that's two. Uh yeah, but it feels like to me, and and you know, maybe I'm being over the top, but it feels like these guys are aligning to purposely take on WWE because they know they wouldn't be able to do it on their own. But if if all of them join together, and I'm not saying taking them on in the sense of, like, you know, Monday Night Wars, Eric Bischoff declaring war kind of thing, or Ted Turner declaring war, but just in the sense of, like, we can compete with WWE when all of us are working together. Yeah. I mean- I think it's a, vi- I think it's a viable option. And, and you, when you get New Japan on board, you've got, like, a huge fan base- to tap into who start watching AEW and Impact and I I wouldn't be if I was if I worked if I was in the head office at WWE I wouldn't be happy about this. Yeah, that's I mean that's that's fair. I mean I I just, I think that WWE is like a serious uh they make their money from television now and they've got locked in enormous billion dollar contracts. Like I don't think there is any kind of legitimate fear and I also don't think that necessarily uh, more people watching wrestling necessarily hurts WWE. In fact, I think Vince McMahon has showed that if there is a legitimate push away, like I think most of the people who watch Dynamite probably watch a WWE product. There would be a portion of them who don't. A lot of them would still be network subscribers whether they watch or not. Hmm. And if Dynamite are legitimately putting something out there that people want to see, then I think that Vince McMahon will also end up putting some, changing his product to ensure he's getting the largest market share as, po- as possible. Can Dynamite compete with Raw? Maybe. But I don't think WWE is scared yet. Hmm. Particularly not for a domestic market. They had Kenta. They didn't do much with him. They let him go. Yeah, I don't know. I, like, I know I, I probably use uh, Star Wars analogies way too much in my life, but it feels like a rebel alliance coming together to try and bring down the Empire. Uh, and um, and it would be amazing. I mean, look, I don't want WWE. Do I want WWE to die? I don't know. That's a question I probably need to wrestle with. But uh, <laughs> uh, but um, it's just... I mean, it, I mean, I watched the Rumble during the week, and it was fine. And it was fun. It was fun to watch with a mate, and blah blah blah. Um, but uh, I mean, just their business practices are so gross. You know, it probably anyway. I don't know. We don't really want to get into that conversation. I, I just think that this is from a dropping. Yeah, not worrying about all of that stuff. I just think that the um, I'm just so I, I'm I, I can't wait to see 
what happens. Like, I can't wait to see who, what AEW wrestlers show up on New Japan. Yeah. If any New Japan wrestlers show up on Impact. Um, you know, like, if NWA do finally get their ass into gear and start doing a show again, like, do people show up on <laughs> that? Because that was kind of happening with the women's division. Yes, um, NWA, when NWA Dark launches again. <laughs> well, I think they might end up doing power again. That seems to be the rumor flying around that now things are starting to open up and there's um, vaccines being done and all that kind of thing. That that's the plan. That power will be that they'll they'll relaunch and do power again, which is the right thing for them to do. Yep. But anyway, um, but Ring of Honor, like, do Ring of Honor join this as well? Ring of Honor are doing really cool stuff at the moment. Mm. Um, so, I mean, I'd love it if they did. Um, it, well, yeah, I mean, I would really love it if they did. That would be another fucking hour of wrestling to watch every week as well. So, it starts to get to the point where it's <laughs> <laughs> you are only watching wrestling and nothing else. I mean, I find myself, I don't know if you find this, but I find myself at dinner parties or, or barbecues or whatever. And, and the conversation inevitably turns to films and TV. And it's like, I mean, I've watched a lot of TV, but I haven't watched anything that you guys yeah, would like want to talk to me the, about. The, 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 the Queen's Gambit, is that the- are you talking about the current Britt Baker storyline? Is that- Is Charlotte Flair in that? <laughs> it's a- <laughs> People just look at me like, you're going to be single for the rest of your life. <laughs> but anyway, guys, look, we'll all be single for the rest of our lives, except for Matt, who's- part of the kayfabe family has his own little kayfabe family but besides that the rest of us will all be single forever and you'll always have wrestle wolf to lean on (laughs) from from the kayfabe family to your family farewell brother (laughs) friends uh yeah if you want to help us out the best way to do that is uh subscribing and uh rating our shows following us on social media and getting the word out there about us uh we've got so many shows on the feed now. It's There's too many to mention. Just subscribe. The new ECW show is going really well. People are downloading that a lot. Thank you for that. Um, there will be more. Uh, but anyway, until next time, brother friends, Pepe is dead.